I've got a question for you guys. Am I the only one that sees how infiltrated the truth conspiracy media world is getting? Am I the only one that sees that? Sort of a rhetorical question. I know I'm not the only one. I'm sure some of you guys do too, but for all intents and purposes, sometimes I'm looking around like, am I alone seeing how deep this infiltration has gotten? I mean, it's all across the board. Social media is getting hit hard. No matter what platform you're on, there's honeypot accounts galore, LARPs everywhere, fake accounts too, sharing all kinds of just asinine dumb shit. Clearly disinformation psyops right there, not just on social media with the you know sock puppet honeypot accounts, but we've got our social media influencers who do show their face and their name, I guess, whether it's their real name or not. But they're on their bit shoot and rumble channel saying all kinds of weird stuff too. Who knows, man? I don't know. I just, it is absolutely nuts. And we were told, we were told, we were warned that infiltration over invasion is how these sorts of insurgencies work, right? But I don't know. I just think there's a lot of wishful thinking that's going on out there. There's a lot of cognitive dissonance too, and definitely false idolism. A lot of false idolism. People looking up to folks on the internet, folks they've never met before, and they're just assuming all these happy-go-lucky things, like they have the best intentions and they're feeding them all kinds of truth. There's no way this person can be feeding me bad information or have some sort of manipulative motive that would be hurting all of us. I just Trust me, I've been doing this for like, four and a half years now, right? Or at least doing my internet stuff for four and a half years. I've been researching deep into these rabbit holes for about 10 years now, actually. I know I look young, but I've been doing this a while. Um, a lot of folks, they put on all kinds of faces and facades for the cameras, for the internet, for the public. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, totally different. Totally different. Let me tell you, a lot of people are doing this for money and fame. It's it's actually pretty shocking. So I'm just warning you. I'm just warning you. That's why I'm so cautious, because I have I have learned through experience. And sometimes I think, like, maybe I am a little paranoid. Maybe I am. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't think I'm paranoid. <laughs> or I'm purposefully, like, extra paranoid to balance out all the freaking gullibility and naivety that I see all over the internet, right? So I don't know. That's just me. I'm going to continue being cautious and questioning. Uh, if you don't like it, then don't watch. Don't click on my videos. <laughs> anyway, guys, let's get into this show. Um, I'm down to two screens. Normally, I'm working with three, but I'm down to two, and I got no notes. So we're kind of we're kind of winging it with this one. Thanks to all you guys coming in live on DLive, on Twitch, on Foxhole as well. And uh, let's hope that StreamYard works a li little bit better today. It's kind of been a little glitchy lately. So uh, hopefully it doesn't mess up too much on this stream. We're going to be talking about some various topics in this one, kind of go all across the board. Uh, we'll talk about social media, Frank Speech, Mike Lindell's platform. Some stuff going on with that today. It was supposed to launch, but it's having some problems. Apparently, Parler is back on the App Store, too. <laughs> and what a day, you know, coincidentally, with Mike Lindell's platform launching. We got news of Parler. And we'll go through a few other things as well. Some Q news, some uh, vaccine stuff, space stuff, like all the, all the favorite topics I like to discuss. So with all that being said, we might as well just get right into it. Gold and silver. Sounds old school, right? Well, sometimes old school is timeless. Precious metals have always been a safe place to invest your money and that hasn't changed. Some also say the price of gold may rise rapidly in the coming years as demand rises, and they also say silver is highly underrated. There are also other metals that almost nobody has heard about, like rhodium and palladium, and the prices of these have doubled, if not more, just over the last couple of years. At Noble Gold Investments, they help you in deciding how to invest your money into precious metals, whether that be your retirement fund or grabbing physical gold and silver bars to have on hand. 
Download their free ebook or give them a call and tell them Jordan sent you. And I want to start off with a tribute, a tribute to an individual who I learned. Uh, I learned of his passing yesterday and he passed away last week. His name is Mark McCandlish. So Mark McCandlish is an individual who used to be an aerospace uh, designer, actually. He did a lot of conceptual artwork for Boeing and Lockheed and big contractors like that. This was back in like the 70s and 80s, a long time ago. But he had a lot of connections working in the industry as an artist, and he met people, talked to people, people and uh, some contacts ended up coming to him with stories of craft they witnessed in black projects and various testimonies like that. So he put his conceptual skills, his design skills to work, and he started drawing some of these crafts that he heard about from other people. Um, you might be familiar with this particular photograph, or excuse me, artwork of an ARV, as it's so called, the Alien Reproduction Vehicle. This piece of art was designed by Mark McCandlish. And I was, I had the honor of meeting him and actually interviewing him. He's one of the interviews that I did for Above Majestic. I took a road trip all the way down to Redding, California a couple of years ago to meet him and interview him. So that was an honor. He was a very smart dude, had a lot of good stories. And, you know, unfortunately... I learned of this. I don't know how it happened, and I don't know any extra details, but it was just a bummer. You know, it was a bummer learning about another individual who I met, I was able to talk to, who passed away, another person who was in that movie as well, you know, William Tompkins being the first to pass, now Mark McCandlish. So this is my this is my moment of uh, condolences to that man right there. Bummer. Rest in peace, Mark. Good stuff. And then speaking of space, you know, he was a big proponent of a secret space program existing and zero point energy technologies, things like that. Um, let's move on to that topic to start with. So today, news came out that NASA flew their little helicopter drone thingamajig on the surface of Mars. And the mainstream media is telling us that this is the first flight that man has ever conducted on another planet. Now, obviously, the stories that we've been told for the last 50, 60, 70 years in terms of space, the mainstream version, the public version of what we're told in terms of space, I don't think is the truth. I don't think it's the full truth by any means. And I would bet money on the fact that man has probably already been to the surface of the moon and probably Mars as well in various secret craft with exotic propulsion systems. I would bet money on that. You know, of course, we don't know the extent to which humans have gone to other celestial bodies, explored them, developed them, but when you look at all of the dots, now there's a lot of dots out there to connect. It'll take a while to research through them all. But when you look at inventors back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, as early as then, toying around with gravity, using electrostatic charge to make disks levitate, to make um, metallic objects levitate, per se, for lack of a better term, anti-gravity right? The fact that inventors, human inventors on this planet were conducting that research so long ago, all that research gets very classified. Then we look at how much money began to get siphoned out of the Pentagon budget starting in the, the 70s and 80s, really. And now today it's billions and billions, if not trillions of unaccounted for dollars. And that's just the Pentagon's budget, right? You know, plus you add all the testimonies of people who've witnessed things or have claimed to been in some of these unacknowledged projects or black projects. I mean, come on. 
just go watch Stargate SG-1, and a lot of that stuff might be, you know, kind of the truth in plain sight, right? I love that TV show, Stargate SG-1, but yeah, secret space programs. Uh, programs exist outside of public domain, as certain intelligence drops on the internet have told us in recent years. So, yeah, that's a that's a long subject. Ah, uh, yeah, good old NASA smokescreen. But anyway, moving on from that, let's talk social media. So Mike Lindell's platform, Frank, Frank Speech, was supposed to launch a couple of days ago for VIPs. That didn't really happen for whatever reason. I signed up my phone number, and I was expecting to get a text or an email or something like that, but that fell through, didn't happen. Uh, basically, everything was moved to today for the official launch. And it did, or it was supposed to launch the website here, but that didn't end up happening. It was supposed to launch at 9 a.m. Eastern, but I was trying to get on the website and it wasn't coming up. It came up with a uh, error 502 message. So it clearly looked like there was some sort of DDoS attack going on, some sort of cyber attack going on with Frank's speech. This is what the website looks like right now. So there's no really homepage or landing page at the moment. Mike Lindell said they're going to be working through these cyber attacks and hopefully have it have it up to sign up and working smoothly within the next day or two, maybe. So I'll wait a couple of days before I sign up. Right now, you can go to frankspeech.com and watch the 48-hour Frankathon. Mike Lindell's been having guests on all day long. Mike Flynn was on there. Simone Gold, the one of the doctors from the Frontline Doctors. It's just been a lot of guests on his uh on his program today. Yeah, you can see there. It's having some troubles. So, hopefully it goes smoothly. Granted, there are a couple legitimate criticisms I would have for frankspeech.com. Um he is using Cloudflare and GoDaddy for his hosting and DDoS protection, which, you know, Cloudflare could dump him at any time. GoDaddy could as well. I would think he would have things more secure than using those hosts, but hopefully that's all right. You know, Mike Lindell went and said that there's going to be few a few things not allowed as speech on frankspeech.com. A few certain four or five letter words that he said and also taking the Lord's name in vain. Not that I'm expecting to do those things or, you know, try to in what I say, but just the fact that he said he's going to do that. I I don't know. That kind of defeats the purpose a little bit. And I could see that being kind of a slippery slope. And then, uh, you know, so there's a few things where I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. But again, we'll see. I do hope the best for it and I will be on it most definitely in posting on it. So, uh, you know, let's hope they can get things smoothed out and make it a solid competitor to YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It was very coincidental that today when Mike Lindell's platform was supposed to launch, they got hit with a bunch of cyber attacks that news was announced. Parler is going to be back on the App Store. Apple is letting Parler back onto the app store. So Parler went bubblegum on us. <laughs> they went they went mainstream, decided to uh, better detect and moderate hate speech and incitement, whatever the hell that means. But Apple decided to let them back on. I personally don't use Parler anymore at all. I still have my account there, but it's just a ghost town and the user interface still blows. So I don't know. Parlor is, they tried. <laughs> they tried. They kind of failed, to be honest, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, let's hope Frank can be a much better version than Parlor and not just like a Parlor 2.0 that becomes this echo chamber for mainstream conservatives to blow smoke up each other's asses and, and you know, have allowed speech on there i don't know let's hope that doesn't happen i hope the best for frank's speech and one more thing about this mike lindell did have a big announcement during his frankathon live stream today 
is that he is suing Dominion for $1.6 billion. Not necessarily Mike Lindell. It's his company. His company, MyPillow, is suing Dominion Voting for the $1.6 million, which is funny because Dominion is basically suing everybody that have ever mentioned that company's name on television for $1.6 billion. So Mike Lindell is having my pillow sue the shit out of dominion, which is fantastic. And let's hope that can go somewhere. So that was, that was his big news during his Frankathon today. Uh, a little more news on dominion in a few minutes here, but I want to shift gears and go to, What's happening in Minnesota? Minnesota. Um, the Derek Chauvin case is, well, the closing arguments are wrapping up today. I don't exactly know when we're going to get a final verdict. That might be today or tomorrow. But nevertheless, stuff is getting weird there in Minneapolis. A whole big section of the downtown is boarding up. Um there was a walkout of like a hundred different schools in the Minneapolis area. Students decided to walk out to protest racism and all this stuff. You know, obviously poor kids brainwashed as heck by their parents and teachers. But uh, yeah, no matter, really no matter what happens, whether guilty or not guilty, you already know those BLM Antifa Soros goons got their marching orders and they're going to be causing a stir there in Minneapolis in the coming days. So stay out of the big cities, folks, not just Minneapolis, but all the other ones too, primarily the ones that are in uh, blue states. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to them big cities. <laughs> I am well away from Seattle, so I'm all right. But any of you guys, you know, live in urban, you be careful. So there's that. And then we had Maxine Waters not helping the situation. She literally went to Minnesota over the weekend and spoke to protesters there, BLM and obviously Antifa protesters, one and the same, more or less, and told them to get more confrontational. Is that is that incitement? That sounds like incitement to me especially because of the fact that there was a shooting in Minnesota. Somebody shot at National Guardsmen. And luckily, I don't think anybody died, but I do think somebody was hit, one of the National Guardsmen, and had to get taken to a hospital. And didn't that shooting happen after, like the day after Maxine Waters was there? I mean, that sounds like incitement to me. That sounds like it could be something illegal. And good old Maxine, Maxine, I mean, her face looks like she took a vaccine. Maxine got a vaccine. Uh, <laughs> she's just a horrid, horrid woman. That sounds like domestic terrorism to me. So anyway, moving on from that, let's talk about one more thing, and then we'll get into Dominion. So just everything that's happening right now is setting up the narratives perfectly to incite riots, set up the pretext for the riots to happen across the country. And then obviously the mainstream media is going to cover ass for them and say that they're justified riots and you know they're not even going to call them riots. They're going to be peaceful protests. But right here, U.S. Capitol officer Brian Sicknick died from strokes the day after the riot. We know for months now the mainstream media has been trying to claim that the insurrectionists at the Capitol riot uh, were violent and killed all these people and all sorts of stuff. You know, the narrative about this guy was that one of the insurrectionists hit him with a fire extinguisher and killed him. But as you can see here, the medical examiner said, no, that didn't exactly happen. So, again, coincidentally enough, this news came out the same day that closing arguments in the Chauvin case are happening. So it's just a lot of weird shit going on right now. I think it's going to be a pretty intense week. It's only, what, Monday? So, yeah, man, we'll see what happens this week. Things are going to start getting heated. Heated. And another huge thing happening 
is the Maricopa County audit. The audit going on in Arizona, which they might be trying to distract us from with those riots. Maybe with the Chauvin case, you know, interesting timing, that final verdict happening this week, and also some news happening with the election. This came out today on the Gateway Pundit, and it's been reported about before. You might have, you might already be familiar with this, but first time I've seen it, might be the first time you've seen it too. So I'm going to tell you, Dominion Advisor met with John Podesta offering, quote, anything that would help defeat Trump, according to an email released by WikiLeaks. Now, this was an email released by WikiLeaks back in 2016. This was not pertaining to the 2020 election. I want to say that first, but it's still just as interesting because hot shit, we got Dominion Advisors meeting with John Podesta, and that was discussed all the way back in 2016 in the WikiLeaks dubs. And the advisor that met with John Podesta, um, I believe, was a part of Kirkland and Ellis Law Company. You know, so you can go ahead and check out this article on the Gateway Pundit. Very enlightening. A lot of stuff coming out. Showing us that this this fraud, <laughs> it spans elections. I mean, it, it wasn't just the 2020 election with fraud in it, but I, again, I would bet money that there probably has not been an election that didn't have fraud in it, at least for the last, I mean, at least for my lifetime, if not the last 50 or 100 years. <laughs> it's just the fraud's gotten a whole lot easier to do in this digital age. But it's all actually a whole lot easier to catch as well in this digital age. So, you know, anyway, moving on from that, let's talk about this uh, event that happened over the weekend, the Thrive Time Conference there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mentioned it a little bit on Saturday in my stream a couple of days ago, but now we're getting the hit pieces come out of it. A lot of them. One of the uh, interesting things was Lynn Wood definitely riling the crowd up with a bunch of Q-related rhetoric. And yeah, Lynn Wood went full Q. And now the mainstream media is having a field day on his ass. But it was it was fun to see that happen. Another pretty intriguing thing that happened as well that the mainstream media is also taking, a, uh, taking some swipes at is Jim Caviezel. His discussion of adrenochrome. And he also mentioned the uh, whole kids in the tunnels idea. So, yeah. What what do I have to say about this? I've got a lot to say in general about this and in general about the Thrive Time event. In terms of the Thrive Time event, it looked, it looked awesome. You know, it looked like a... Great time, a lot of great people there, a lot of great speakers as well. Uh, I wanted to go. I was kind of thinking about going a month or two back. It just didn't work out, but it looked all right. On that same note, there was a couple of people there that I question. You know, I, I question whether they're, I guess, compromised or not, or, or <laughs> smart enough to be put in a leadership position, I guess. But, uh, you know, so that was that. There was also, in terms of Jim Caviezel here, you know, he he seems like a really good guy. But I don't know who might be in his ear. Of course, there was that whole Vegas event that happened with the team a couple months back. And uh, I also heard him, you know, when he was talking about adrenochrome, he also mentioned the kids in the tunnels rhetoric which we got to be careful here, all right? Because there is a lot of fake clickbait that's been spread about the Kins in the Tunnels thing for a few years now. Not by Jim. I'm meaning by like different clickbaiters on the internet, clickbait blogs, um, people on their BitChute Rumble channels as well. It's and it, it's pretty sickening, actually. I find it disgusting because people are, are you know, using fake narratives about kids in tunnels to rile up their audiences and to reel people in and, and get clicks and 
even sell stuff, whatever. It's just weird. So, you know, I'm like, I'm sitting here. I hear Jim say the kids in the tunnels thing. And I'm like, oh man, Jim, <laughs> having too many phone calls with Wano Saving or something like that. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. And, and honestly, you know, of course, Jim Caviezel plays Tim Ballard in the Sound of Freedom movie. And I got to be honest, this might upset some people, but I'm not here to, you know, stroke people's ego and tell them what they want to hear. I just am here to tell you what I think. Uh, I'm not totally sold on Tim Ballard and his Operation Underground Railroad Organization. Okay. I'm not going to get in that conversation here. There's a variety of reasons, uh, but I'm not. I'm I'm not a, a sold against it, but I'm not sold for it as well. It's just something that I'm still placing in like the I would like more information category. So yeah, but in terms of uh, Jim Caviezel's statements here, he brought up the Adrenochrome, which that's something we have to be careful with. Like I said, with Adrenochrome. It is a real substance. We know that. We know some Hollywood B movies have made mention of it before. And, you know, there's some interesting data, public data we have about adrenochrome. There's also a whole shitload of rumor, a lot of rumor when it comes to that adrenochrome topic. So that's why I'm saying we have to be careful. There's a lot of stuff we don't know that people claim they know or is fact. And also, it has to be understood that adrenochrome was never mentioned in Q's drops, never mentioned by Q. All right. So it's something that the fake news uses very easily to discredit the Q movement. For instance, CNN being CNN writing here, passion of the Christ star pushes false Q and on theory. It, you know, they're using the whole straw man taint the water, logical fallacy. The fake news is here to slap Q having to do with adrenochrome. Adrenochrome was never mentioned in Q's drops. It's not an QAnon theory. Now, I'm not saying adrenochrome is fake, okay? Don't be don't be a lazy thinker. Comprehend what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying before you go make assumptions there, jump to conclusions. I'm not saying adrenochrome is not real. What I'm saying is facts matter, and you know we need to be careful as to what we claim as fact. So anyway... That's that. Uh, moving onward, pretty, pretty, pretty neat to see Jim Caviezel, you know, stick his neck out there though, and do this conference, say the things he's saying. That is cool. I will say that. Uh, moving on from that, let's get into. Speaking of Q, there was a big old disinfo report going around today. It and it initially started on Yahoo News. And it's been circulated around, to, you know, as newswires typically do. Takes an hour or two and you find it on every single mainstream media website there is. But it started here on Yahoo News. Report China and Russia fueling QAnon conspiracy theories. All right. Well, this is just some bullshit. We already know that. They say that nearly one-fifth of the... 166,000 QAnon-related Facebook posts between January 2020 and the end of February 2021 originated from overseas administrators, which, first of all, there was only 166,000 Q-related Facebook posts from January 2020 to February 2021. That is a year, over a year, uh, only that many? I, I would probably say there's far more than that. And to say one-fifth originated overseas, I, sure, I wouldn't doubt that. There's a whole hell of a lot of people overseas that are into Q. Uh, but I wouldn't say they're principally China and Chinese and Russian by any means. I would need a whole hell of a lot of more evidence on that, more evidence than Yahoo News is supplying here, obviously. And also, let's take a look at the author of this. Always take a look at the author, right? People like to say, oh, message over messenger, as if messenger is not important. No, they're both they're both important, all right? Take a look at the message. Take a look at who's telling you the message. <laughs> so <laughs> you can see if there's any bias with it or not. Uh, the person that wrote this article for Yahoo News, Michael Isikoff, 
Michael Isikoff. This old wrinkly looking feller here. Um, fun fact on this guy, Michael Isikoff wrote one of the articles. This was back in 2016, right before the election. He wrote an article claiming that Carter Page was being investigated over ties to Russians. This article that Michael Isikoff wrote about the allegations of Carter Page having to do with the Russians, that article was used in the FBI application for the FISA warrant. Okay? It was fake news. It was basically what happened with the Steele dossier. So this dude wrote fake shit, and that's what the FBI used to get their FISA warrant. Same dude. I shit you not. Five years later, you know, well, five years ago, it was my Russians. Five years later, now it's McHugh with this guy. <laughs> and again, you know, his Russian narrative. Oh, it's the Russians and the Chinese fueling Q. <laughs> oh, you can't make this up. You can't make it up. I wish I was. I wish I was, but I'm not the kind of person that makes stuff up in my videos. All right. Next subject. Let's talk about Bitcoin now. We're going to switch gears a little bit here. Talk about this uh, cryptocurrency flash crash that happened over the weekend. Pretty gnarly one. Bitcoin hit sixty, almost 65,000 last week during the Coinbase launch. It cooled off for a couple of days. It was around like 61, 62,000. And then just, you know, went all the way down to about 51, a solid 20, 25% uh, decline. And this happened for a few reasons. Now, obviously, there's always a variety of reasons that any sort of movement in any freaking stock or crypto price happens. But uh, we can point to a couple of main causes for this flash crash. Number one, a big reason this happened was because in China, there was a power outage in the particular province where a good amount of Bitcoin miners mine Bitcoin. Power outage. Bitcoin miners can't mine. The hash rate drops a little bit, and then that can affect the price greatly, as we saw. So this is one of the cons I often talk about with cryptocurrency. I'm a big fan of cryptocurrency for particular usage, right? I mean, anything is good or bad depending on how you look at it. There are some pros with cryptocurrency. Absolutely, it's decentralized. Price of this shit just goes, you know, it can moon like no other when it runs. Uh, but there's cons to cryptocurrencies as well. One of those cons is that it is digital, which is also a pro, the fact that it's digital. It allows it to be decentralized and a lot of us to send money peer-to-peer -peer like that. But the fact that it is digitized is also a con because of freaking power outages like that. And, you know, I'm just sitting here looking at that big ball of friggin' plasma in the sky like, oh, man, if that sucker sends a solar flare our way, all your all your money you worked so hard for in your, uh, in your wallet right there just gone. So when I'm thinking crypto... You know, I think our infrastructure, our, you know, electrified systems here on this planet will be good for a few years, maybe a few more decades even. But, you know, long term, if we're talking 20 years even, maybe less than that, maybe more than that, but 20, 30, 40 years, our Earth's magnetic field is weakening, our Earth's geomagnetic poles are shifting. Uh, this whole cloud of plasma is starting to enter our solar system and cause effects on all the celestial bodies, including our sun. Our sun's supposed to pop off some big solar flares soon. So, <laughs> you know, just be careful, guys. Just be careful with that crypto. Uh, and then there was also some other theories as to why this flash crash occurred. There was also a tweet going around. I should have included a screenshot of it here, but there was this tweet going around claiming that the U.S. Treasury Department was going to investigate uh, exchanges or financialist institutions, it said, for money laundering. But this tweet circulated around and there was no source. There was no specific, like, 
claim as to who's getting investigated or where that where it came from or anything like that. Um, here, I found the tweet. Let me see if I can plop it in here real quick. Boop. There it is. So that, that was the tweet that started going around. U.S. Treasury to charge several financial institutions for money laundering using cryptocurrencies. Dash sources. Dash sources. Like clickbait, fake news, unsourced stuff affects every single every single topic, every single freaking community. Like the whole crypto community isn't even immune to unnamed anonymous sourced bullshit like this. <laughs> so that kind of cracked me up that this was one of the factors causing people to panic sell unsourced unsourced claims like this. We'll see. We'll see if this happens or not. Uh, but you know, something to be on the lookout for. So moving onward from this, let's get now to, uh, Sports, actually. Speaking of sports, something I don't often talk about, but uh, this I am going to discuss. So you know how it's, quite frankly, awesome watching corporate sports get absolutely wrecked in America here. You know, MLB, NBA, NFL, like all of them, their numbers are just tanking, what, 30 40 50% once they started going woke? Well. In Europe, in a sport that is much bigger than the NBA, MLB, or the NFL, maybe even bigger than all of them combined, but we're talking about football or soccer for you Americans. Uh, <laughs> crazy stuff actually happening with European soccer leagues. So 12 of the biggest football clubs in Europe all signed on together to create this breakaway competition called the European Super League. Now, this might not sound important, but the reason why I'm discussing it here is because it is just causing a huge, a huge controversy all around the world for this sport. I mean, this effectively might end the World Cup even, the World Cup and the Champions League. And the reason why is because uh, after this breakaway league was announced, FIFA and UEFA, which are the world governing bodies for soccer, basically. They said that any of the players that are on these teams in this breakaway league cannot play in any FIFA competition. That would mean the World Cup. That would mean that basically the biggest superstars on the planet, like Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo and all them, would not be able to play in the uh, World Cup or the Champions League. So this is causing just a massive freaking... I mean, who knows what's going to happen with soccer competitions around the world in the coming uh, in the coming months? But this is nuts. So, corporate sports all around the planet is just getting it's getting wrecked, and who knows what'll happen with this? You know, funny enough, it's actually J.P. Morgan of all companies. J.P. Morgan and Chase is the underwriter, is the main financer of this breakaway league. So it's like. I, there's no right side to me. I, I think all the sides in this equation are just pissed off at each other and they want more money. So <laughs> I don't know how it's going to turn out. Uh, I don't, I'm not picking a side here, but it's like corporate sports is just imploding itself. I mean, it's, it's shooting itself in the whole foot in its own foot. So I ain't mad. I like to play sports. I don't like to watch sports. I could give two shits about it, especially if, you know, they're going to kneel before the anthem. And what's funny is that soccer leagues are just as woke, if not more diet fake woke than us American leagues here. You know, they're doing all the uh, Black Lives Matter tribute kneel before the kneel before the game, even though they don't even have a, uh, an, a national anthems. I don't think that plays before uh, soccer games do. So I don't know. It's funny. So onward, next topic. Go woke, go broke. Yep. Uh, next topic here. On to vaccines. Vaccine. So last night we had NBC's Roll Up Your Sleeves vaccination special that aired. I didn't watch any of it, but there was a whole slew of uh, 
so-called important people who really aren't important to me, but they're just important and popular because the mainstream media writes about them. But we had Biden and Obama starred in this vaccination TV special. Uh, speaking of diet woke sports, uh, Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, hosted this thing with his wife, Sierra. And we also had Michael Obama there. Excuse me. Michelle Obama was there. Oh, God. Shaq was in it, too. Not Shaq. Charles Barkley. I mean, this list of names is just sad. Matthew McConaughey was in it, too. Anthony Fauci, big surprise. They probably paid him a few million dollars to lie on it a bunch of times. Bad stuff, man. Bad stuff. And onward to more on vaccines. We've got some lawmakers now trying to push big tech to censor more. I don't know who is on big tech anymore. Who's on Twitter and Facebook anymore? I have no idea. Apparently some people are still that Democrats want to censor. It was Amy Klobuchar. Big surprise. Klobuchar. And uh, some dude from New Mexico I've never heard of. But they are writing letters telling Facebook and Twitter to censor the disinformation doesn't. So there was a report that came out from the think tank called the Center for Countering Digital Hate, which is a big old fancy name, uh, basically to hide the fact that there are a bunch of commies. They've tweeted about me before, this Center for Countering Digital Hate. When I got censored off YouTube, they tweeted about it like it was a, a big accomplishment. So there's some there's some rat bastards there, but they put out a recent report of what they're calling the disinformation dozen, a bunch of vaccine truthers, anti-vaxxers on social media and why platforms must act on the 12 leading anti-vaxxers. Let's look at this list. Uh, Joseph Mercola, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Ty and Charlene Bollinger. They're great people. I love Ty and Charlene. They're awesome. Uh, Sherry Tenpenny. I mean, this whole list of names are just, Awesome people who don't take no shit and speak truth. Sherry Tenpenny, uh, Riza Islam, Rashid Batar, Aaron Elizabeth, Sayer G. He's the uh, owner of the Green Med Info website. I highly recommend that website. Kelly Brogan, uh, their uh, spouses actually, Sayer and Kelly Brogan. Christine Northrup, Ben Tapper, Kevin Jenkins. So these are 12 people identified by this shit think tank as being the main anti-vaxxers on the internet. And now we have state actors wanting them removed, which might be an infringement of the First Amendment. There might be some lawsuits that can now be written here based upon this. And the reason I say that is because I've had some legal counsel before tell me that... Uh, if you remember, Adam Schiff did something similar. He wrote to the CEOs of YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. This was a year ago, back in 2020. And he called for the removal of vaccine content. And Adam Schiff also wrote in this letter calling for the removal of essentially chlorine dioxide content. And it wasn't just a week or two later that I started having a bunch of tweets and YouTube videos removed having to do with vaccines and chlorine dioxide. So I've had legal counsel suggest to me before that the fact that a government individual, government worker, wrote to big tech calling for the censorship of such content and then they acted on it could have been an infringement of the First Amendment. So I don't know. So... <laughs> I'm I'm just an idiot on my keyboard that a bunch of uh that a bunch of shills like to talk shit about on the internet. So what do I know? I'm just a hairless ape. But I, something smells wrong there. Something smells wrong. Something smells illegal, if you ask me. And moving on from this to a couple of more topics. You know, speaking of the agendas of the fake news. You know, Biden has been going hard against the uh, vaccine truthers, shall we say, or shilling for Big Pharma. And now one of the next agendas on illegitimate <clears throat> President 
Biden's agenda and also the fake news agenda is climate change. Now that summer's coming, obviously temperatures are going to get warmer. So that's just going to be perfect for the, the next invisible enemy, right? Those are usually the best the best subjects for them to propagandize the shit out of is the ones that we can't necessarily see, the ones that aren't tangible to us. You know, viruses, it's it's really tough to see a virus with your naked eye. Climate change, it's, re it's really tough to see how climates change with your naked eye. We don't exactly live for millennia to witness that happen. So... This is next on the fake news agenda. And remember, in Project Veritas's recent CNN dumps, that technical director that they caught on undercover footage, he admitted that the next agenda for CNN after COVID is of no more use to them after the election infection doesn't need to be talked about anymore is climate change. And they're going to use fear to sell it and obviously use fake statistics, fake science, just like they're using to sell COVID. Fear and fake science. Here we go. What to expect ahead of Biden's Global Climate Change Summit. So yes, we're getting a global summit coming up. President Biden, excuse me, illegitimate, President Biden invited 40 world leaders to participate in this week's climate summit and is hoping to reach deals with some of them, uh, some of the world's largest greenhouse gas emitters. When is this summit? Uh, what exact day is it? I'm not sure. I'm not seeing it in here, but apparently it's supposed to happen this week and it's going to be some dumb shit, just like the propaganda that is starting to come out in full force about climate change. In my last video, I showed you two Time Magazine articles that came out in successive days shilling for the climate agenda. And now we've got the New York Times today. Just look at this. Look at this. This is exactly how they brainwash people. The science of climate change explained. Facts evidence, and proof. Definitive answers to the big questions. The first line says, the science of climate change is more solid and widely agreed upon than you might think. As you can see, this is a perfect example of them not showing you how to think, but literally telling you what to think. Climate change science is more solid and widely agreed upon than you might think. Don't listen to those naysayers out there. This is the facts, the evidence, the proof right here. The New York Times is serving it up to you. <laughs> as long as you can get past their uh, cookie and maybe pay a dollar a week for their bullshit. But uh, just it's so dumb. It's so dumb. And the climate change... Science is so easy to destroy. I mean, the way they cherry pick it and leave out this data about volcanoes or that data about the sun and and cherry pick the data about human causation and then leave out all the, you know, the logical ideas about it. It's just it's so bad. And when it comes to the the green agenda, like, sure, yeah, we want to keep our planet planet clean and our environment in tip-top condition. And yeah, they're sort of correct in that we could shift off fossil fuels into technologies that are a lot cleaner, but lo and behold, in the whole Green New Deal climate change propaganda they sell you, never once do they talk about zero-point energy technologies electromagnetic energy creation for lack of a better term it's it's tough to describe the kind of devices and sciences involved in it but they sure as hell don't tell you that they want to sell you windmills they want to sell you hydroelectric dams they want to sell you all this stuff that's super expensive i mean it's so so expensive way more 
than it would take to create a zero point energy device. Plus, I mean, you kind of need wind and tides to function properly for a lot of these things that might not always be there. Tell you what, the ether is always there. Why not? Why not use zero point energy? And also, I mean, everybody's driving around in Teslas and shit. And I'm just sitting there laughing like you're, you're plugging that into an electric grid that runs more or less on natural gas and oil still. So how, how much are you really saving the environment with that Tesla? And in fact, you're probably, you know, putting yourself at risk because who knows when that Tesla will spontaneously combust on the highway. So, oh man, I could go on and on about that stuff, but you know, you know, only so much time in the day. My blood pressure can only get so high in one of these streams before I just pop. <laughs> oh man. So that's all for this one, guys. That's all for this. Um, I appreciate you watching. Appreciate you being here. And I'll be back on Wednesday for the next stream. I'll make sure to get this one uploaded to Rich uh, Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, and Gab TV, and also my video website, jordansather.tv, by tonight. Also, I want to make mention of the podcast version of these. Those are on Podbean. You can find those on my website, jordansather.com, if you would like to listen to the podcast versions. But like I said, all the uh, accounts that I just mentioned, the video replays will be up on those. If you want to support the work I do, you can find different ways and how to do that on jordansather.com. There's the subscribe star. There's the uh, .tv website that I just mentioned. You can subscribe to that and uh, other ways as well. And then uh, stay tuned, guys. Got some good content coming this week. A couple of live streams, but also some other videos, interviews, and other things coming. Make sure you go find me on Gab and Telegram as well. And then as soon as I can get on Mike Lindell's frankspeech.com, I will be on there. That's all for this one, guys. I appreciate you for watching. Give this a thumbs up. Give this video or this channel a subscription if you feel so inclined. And I'll see you guys in the next video. Done.